0: Are you practicing what you're preaching? Are you making note of your lessons learned? If not, why not? That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey guys, welcome back. Good to see you. Don't forget if you're interested in running a Badass Agile chapter, especially near the big metros in the U.S. like New York City, Washington, D.C., Boston, San Francisco, and Dallas-Fort Worth, please reach out to me at contact@badassagile.com. We're getting ready to start the first and only cohort of free training to build up a network of Badass Agile leaders across the country shoot me a note by January 15th at contact at badassagile.com. Okay, so you're an agilist, but are you really good at the badass fundamental of getting humble? That means, are you looking at yourself, your own performance, and inspecting your own game? Let me show you what it looks like. But first, let's remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass there's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile but we focus on who you need to become in order to lead teams so let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique force in this industry and if this helps you please tell your friends all right lessons learned are you doing them here's how i do them personally for myself and my performance as a coach, as an individual, as a human being, because I want to make sure I'm continuously adding incremental value. I want to make sure I'm addressing and hitting my gaps. You can't stand still. So each and every day, I set aside some time to write down what I learned over the course of the day. Sometimes I do that with pen and paper. Sometimes if I'm pressed for time, I'll dictate it into a phone or voice recorder. However you do it, It is the daily practice that matters. Now, I'll go so far as to say you don't even have to reflect on them that long, because the second part of this practice that matters most is once a week or at the very outside once a month, going back over the things that you've collected and harvesting the really impactful lessons learned. Some of the things you learn and write down every day will be commonplace, obvious, or may not have that much impact. For example, maybe on a given day, you didn't allow yourself enough time to get to the subway during rush hour and you're five minutes late for a meeting. Okay, stuff happens, lesson learned, good to know. It's the things that chronically come up, that even though we continue to notice them, for some reason we're unable to implement the meaningful and correct changes to get the improvement. So if you're late once, worth writing down, but maybe not worth sweating over. If you're late once a week, obviously that impacts the way your client sees you, the way you feel about yourself, and your ability to give your clients the best of your time. So maybe that's something you would like to improve. It's the ones that repeat, that teach you something about yourself, and open up the opportunity to seal up your gaps. Because we all have them, and there's nothing wrong with having them. What matters more is the practice of finding them and fixing them. And this is where so many people get stuck with retrospectives and introspection. It's the fear of seeing something about ourselves that we don't like that causes most people to be really good at giving feedback, really good at preaching feedback, but pretty bad at accepting it. And if you look carefully, that could be a huge hole in your practice. So once a month, if you skim through all the things that you've written down or recorded, Find the ones that are patterns or find the ones that seem like opportunities to level up. If you filled a whole bunch of your gaps for now, you may see little opportunities to make small improvements that give you a competitive edge, that make you a little bit better than your neighbor, that offer an opportunity to add even more value. This is how you become exceptional. All right, so I'm going to read some of the ones that I've written down. And these are just from the last month or two. Now, I'm not going to read all of them to you, but I'll read some. Here's one thing that kept popping up for me in the past 60 days. Don't forget to groom your ideas because your ideas are gold. Now, how did this one end up in here? Because there were enough occasions in the past two months where because I write down my brainstorm ideas every single day, minimum of 10, and then once a week, I go back and harvest the really interesting ones. Because I have that practice, it opened up a door for me. It created a revenue opportunity. It created credibility. It created an interesting podcast topic that I was super passionate about. Because I have that creative grooming practice, I have a steady and reliable pipeline of ideas that allow me to add value, create value, and make myself better. Here's another thing I wrote down that was really interesting. Because you were able to overcome obstacles that you didn't think you were capable of overcoming, you learned from experience that you can do anything. That was a powerful one for me. All I have to do is look back on my reflections and my lessons learned from days when there were things that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make it through properly. And I did it. And because I didn't believe it, and because I did it anyway, and because the outcome was positive... I learned an important lesson that I will never forget that I'm capable of anything I set my mind to, and so are you. And that belief, not just from writing it down, not from reading in a book, but from experiencing it, I know that to be true for certain. And that's been extremely powerful for me ever since. Here's a good one You waste a lot of time. I do. I'm addicted to my phone, right? I do so much on social media, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm always looking and checking for reactions. I'm always waiting for emails. I'm always looking for opportunities. I always can't wait to hear what people have to say or think. And of course, I'm guilty of some, you know, binge watching and checking out too many squirrel videos. But if we're being honest, I notice this keeps popping up over and over and over. And I think I use it as a procrastination device sometimes. So, knowing that about myself, I created a habit that when I'm sitting there and I catch myself wasting time, doing things that don't add any value, I give myself about three seconds to shift gears and go do the thing that I was avoiding. The minute I do that, I erase all of the fear, all of the negative emotion associated with doing something, maybe not pleasant, maybe something uncertain, and I just go and attack it. And the times when I do that, I create so many new opportunities, so much better quality, so much higher volume of output that I'm actually training myself out of some of those time wasters, which is great. Now, here was a big one for me in terms of feedback. I think this year was the year of being maybe a bit too cocky for my own good sometimes. Because what happened is I started to assume that no matter what situation I was about to face, I felt like I got this. Now, that kind of confidence is good and powerful but sometimes it keeps you from preparing the way that you should. So I had a note here that's saying failure to prepare is preparing to fail. It's a reminder to me that I needed some practice to make sure I was doing the minimum level of preparation, visualization, contemplation, before engaging with customers, engaging with people, And the simple experiment that I tried to fix that was a note-taking practice. So at the end of every meeting, I jot down the key takeaways from the experience so that next time I meet with that same customer, I have not forgotten the context. And this is, you know what, this one becomes more important as you engage more and more clients at the same time. That wasn't a concern for me two years ago. Now it is. So hey, I've learned. You have to take better notes and you have to prepare better. You also have to do more research about your client and their industry and the current state of affairs. Not only in your world as an agile coach, but in their world. What do they care about? What do they value? What are their problems worth solving? The minute I implemented that practice, things got monumentally better for me. Guess there's another great one here. Lean into the hard, scary stuff. Life is not supposed to be easy. Excellence is not supposed to be easy. So, seek out the hard challenges. Don't be afraid of the fact that it's a lot of work, it's a lot of failure, because those are the things most worth achieving. Another great one I noticed is that attachment causes pain. So, the moment you are attached and invested in a certain outcome, whether that's a job, a promotion, a raise, a certain effect that you want to have on people or teams, the minute you are tied to a specific outcome, you are hampering yourself. Because if that outcome doesn't change, you've got a binary attitude that success either looks like this or it's failure. And you don't want to go there. You want to be flexible and adaptive so that when things don't go the way you hope they would, you can recover, continue to serve, continue to move. Here's one I already knew about myself. You use too many words. Absolutely. Hey, deep down, you want to know something, guys? I have a fear of not being heard and not being understood. So, I use too many words. Now, I've already cleared myself of the affliction of going um, um, um when I speak, so if I can get rid of that habit, I can get rid of this one too, but I need to practice it because it's pervasive. I've had that one for my entire life, and I really want to change it. I also learned from experience that the minute you visualize, which means not only going into meetings and engagements and situations with intention, but also picturing a certain outcome the way pro athletes do before a game really changes how you show up in the session or the meeting so it's a technique i'm learning to use more and more and more and you should too i also have to learn as my business is evolving from a single client model to a multiple client model that i have to keep lots of lines in the water now that's something i've done as a podcast before which brings up my next learning there's only these things that i teach and preach but sometimes I forget to do them. And keeping lots of lines in the water is something that I intuitively and intellectually know and apply to other areas of my life and practice, but failed to do so for my sales pipeline. So not only do I need to keep more lines in the water, but I have to remember my own lessons. It's no good to teach it and then to fail to live it. And then the last great one was one that came from a recent podcast episode. That I did with my friend Mike Karen, who has this wonderful saying that I want to borrow, and that's be impeccable with your word. That one really stood out for me. What would it be like to be known as the person who always keeps their promises, who does the impossible, who is an authentic person, who says what they mean and does what they say? That's something I aspire to, so even though I wouldn't say I've been a huge failure in that area... There's probably always areas for improvement. So I'm going to take that one to heart as well. So there's quite a few baked in there that I just gave you. But what about you? Can you be fearless today and look back on the past couple of weeks or months and say, what lessons do I seem to be repeating over and over? What are the things that I continue to notice but have yet to improve? When you find those, the next step, guys. To commit to an experiment to improve it or to implement it. Remember this lessons learned on paper are one thing, but lessons learned and acted upon move you closer to excellence. Think about how this could change your game. And more importantly, think about how you could teach this to your teams so that they're constantly looking at their gaps, and finding opportunities to improve as well. Folks, thank you for listening. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. i look forward to next time, and until then, stay badass.